Welcome back to episode 83 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, how NFT platforms will deploy ERC-20s as a new industry standard. Next, we identify missing pieces for a sustainable ecosystem in Decentraland. Then, how DeFi has shaped the overall cryptocurrency space. And finally, XDAI sidechain will solve the gas issue. All right, let's listen in. We've been talking a lot, and yeah, uh, it's pretty much that's what we do. That's all we do, right? <laughs> we are fucking talkers, dude. Yeah. So uh, there's been a ton of meetings recently uh, amongst ourselves, talking about you know what are the priorities, and we have we have those conversations like pretty frequently, especially these days. And one of the things that we want to talk about is we want to focus on like the most important things on uh, on the development cycle that we need to focus on and one of those things is clearly the nfts so we've seen uh, rarible um just become really successful with their token just announcing it recently and yeah it's definitely the buzz that's you know it's disseminating throughout the uh, nft landscape currently yeah and this is something that we've been talking about too uh, we we sort of knew yeah. that nft platforms would start leveraging ERC-20 tokens for to represent the platform. And Rarible yeah. happened to be, you know, one of the first, I suppose, in the NFT space. Yeah, it's just like one of those things, like you always ask yourself, like like a platform as popular as like an OpenSea, why didn't it, it occur to them to like have a token associated with that, you know? Yeah. That's what I always thought. And the same thing with Uniswap. Uniswap. Like why, Dude. Why the hell did they miss the... You know, yeah. Why miss like, the boat on that? <laughs> it's it's clear as day. At least maybe they don't have the mentality as like um, I don't know, like a a speculator. They're more like tech focused, so they don't think about that. But the I guess the repercussions of that is this whole yield farming yeah. like sector that's formed out of it. Like it's just like other entities recognizing like that token is like a missing element of this uh you know DeFi space for. Mm-hmm. automated market makers whatever they're called so they fill that gap with their own yield farming protocols yep. leaching that network effect right that's right that's right <clears throat> which is pretty smart <clears throat> you know so yeah. i i always assume either nft minting platforms and pretty much nft projects in general right because it's a pretty small space it's like uh under underground nobody really talks about nfts yet but if you're involved in the space like we are we kind of know the potential of it for sure but and i, I think it, it's if we were like in the DeFi space in like 2018, we'd probably be having these same discussions. Like, man, there's a lot of interesting projects developing, a lot of new use cases being built. But how come nobody's noticing us? Nobody's paying attention to it, you know? Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, even we speculated about that like, like, almost a year ago, maybe more. Like, yeah, we did. And <laughs> yeah. as interesting as DeFi was, just uh, the technology itself, it was missing that speculative component to it that uh, yeah. now has brought it a whole lot of attention. Um, good attention and bad attention, but at, at the end of the day, DeFi is like one of the most important infrastructure innovations that the cryptocurrency industry has had, and it's gonna stick around. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not going just anywhere. Like, just like just like Yeah, just like any like mania, or you can call them bubbles, whatever, 
same thing with the ICO bubble. Like clearly there was like a rush for people to capitalize on this like new like value generation model. It's the same thing happened to DeFi. I think the same thing's gonna happen in the NFT space. But regardless of how these bubbleish cycles go down, there's you know, there's still like gems in the rough that actually use the the funding that they, they get from this like speculative mania for good and yes. actually to finish building their protocols right yeah not everybody rug pulls yeah not a yeah, lot of, exactly <laughs> a lot of them do but yeah so i think it's a good thing overall did you right? happen to watch chico's latest video on the explanation of sushi and like what happened with all that uh no i didn't yeah it's uh the whole rug pool and then like cz binance gets involved it's like this whole mess and people still believe in sushi swap for some reason well, probably because it's it's connected to Binance, right? Yeah, and it, and it has a new owner, so. Oh really? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it, thank you, son. Yeah. Count me out of that one. Yeah, I don't know, like what kind of wizardry Chico Crypto, you know, drove up with his like research abilities, but this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did was it confirmed that the creator of Sushi Swap was the CTO from Bend or Band? Or it, it was. It, it's sort of like confirmed, but. The, the CTO isn't um, acknowledging that it was actually him. Of course. So <laughs> Why would you? He yeah. went through all the work of creating like an alias, like a, a sushi panda or whatever. Yeah. A sushi chef panda. Yeah. Animated character. Yeah. And, and the IP gave it away. The IP yeah. of his computer. Yeah. Only reason this happened is because he, he, he rug pulled. So he screwed over a lot of people. And that's the last thing you want to do, dude. Because like the internet will find you. They, they will like, find you. Yeah. Every sure. time. It happens every time, dude. If you take enough money from them, you know, if it's like a little score, you know, they might just be like, ah, let him go. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah, there's but no incentive that, to, to do the research. Oh, yeah. So, so, so yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, uh, so the sushi thing happened, and it, it's just a representation of sort of the mania that we would expect to see in the in the NFT space. And uh, so we're going to see sushi-level stuff in NFTs and their tokens. Yeah. So but why is that important to like even talk about this like uh, manias and stuff like this is uh, from a lot of people's perspective. This is just like moon boy talk, right? This isn't like hmm. why do people like us who are like, you know, developers, people actually uh, engaged in building a project concerned with like moon boy activity. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's because of your explanation of the 2080 percent. I mean, we, we had a meeting with with somebody today. And mm-hmm. they agree with what you're saying that 2080 rule on 20% focuses on the technology and 80% is just purely speculative. Yeah. And a lot of the funding comes from the 80%, right? That is Correct. what funds projects. Correct. So like a lot of these NFT ecosystems, ourselves included, like we're building the foundational like technical layer to a lot of these, you know, call them marketplaces, protocols, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and we have to sustain either from like, you know, venture capitalist funding or like the funding generated from the platforms itself, you know, selling and trading of these NFTs, whatever. So in a lot of cases, especially now, whenever these gas prices, gas prices are so high, there's a lot of platforms that are struggling currently, you know, to continue developing, to execute on their actual visions. You know, a lot of pretty much if, if, if you go through like the NFT ecosystem now, these are all like the good actors in the space. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are the people who've been grinding it out for the last two to three years with like it, the worst sentiment you can imagine. Like everyone's like in, in despair mode. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but people are still building anyways because they believe in the, uh, the actual tech and the, the potential of this space. Yeah, I guess. providing like an, uh, a functional service that's needed. Yeah. And that's why they so, were building it. So I guess the, the problem is <clears throat> if the problem is like uh, the, the gas situation we're all in, like uh, some projects that might not be able to sustain especially in Decentraland, right? Like there is a clear problem with Decentraland where it comes to, we got a platform here where anybody can create and build, but you know, shit's not cheap. Like to develop anything in Decentraland costs a lot of money. Oh, you know? for so sure. Where, where and, does that and, money come from? And we're not even talking about gas fees. Like if you were to generate NFTs, then yeah, the gas fees are, are very expensive. But uh, but that's why that's why one of the main focuses that we're we're looking at now is looking into deploying our NFTs on a side chain. Mm. And so the two options right now are really between Matic and XDAI. Yeah. And so uh, I think we went through this exercise uh, just a, maybe a couple of days ago, Iman. And I wanted to show you again, sort of. Let me share a screen here. All right, we gotta demo something. This is my favorite part. Yeah. So here's what we're looking at. You can see my screen, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is nifty.inc. And refresh here. Something's not, not right. Uh, so nifty.inc allows you to have an interface to draw pretty much anything you want, that you want. Mm -hmm. Just like, like, like as if you're opening like a paint application, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, snap, dude. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, I love this loading. I indicated you. Yeah, it's cool. good, right? Oh, that's fine. That I is yours. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're looking at Iman's NFT that he minted. That's and, my art, dude. And we Res went respect it, Will. Yeah, it looks uh quite detailed. <laughs> Incredible, right? Yeah, it looks very shit. detailed. Okay. But it looks like I can add to it, dude. Um so yeah. What? So, so I can make you're... a new NFT based on your NFT, dude. Well, I didn't even know this. Uh well, I don't know if Actually, oh yeah, I can. I can just ink it. Interesting. So, so a couple of days ago, we were like playing around with this, I guess, and I—that was my, I guess, artistic creation right there. What you saw before Will started desecrating it. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> so you still have it because whenever I finished it, I minted it into an NFT, right? That's right. And then I sent it to you. Uh, very, you know, the whole point of this exercise is to kind of like experiment with the the nft minting process and like the trading process through the xdai sidechain right that's right so we're just kind of like trying to figure out like what's the big deal like we hear all these people talk about these potential scaling solutions but it's a big deal man because even if it, you know, like what you say vitalik himself is pretty much yeah he's wondering why nobody's using these yeah. these adequate solutions for this gas problem yeah it's kind of like everyone's just kind of like uh holding hands together and like expecting Vitalik to come save the day, right? Like that's right. We have so many of these projects that are building, and there a lot of them are well funded, but they're they're not adopting these uh, scaling solutions. Maybe it's because these solutions aren't finished yet. I'm not really sure. You think that's potential? I guess um, that's what we're gonna try to explore right now, right? Yeah. So that's what we're gonna look for right now. Yeah. So the the whole point here is that if so, right now I just drew all over your art, and I'm gonna ink this. And oh, yeah, you got to call it something. Call it Tinkle, too, because my first one was called Tinkle <laughs> or Tinkle X. <laughs> nice. We're going to do a one-of-one, -one, and then we're going to ink this. So oh, yeah. now we're going to sign with MetaMask. 
and it's going to take a few. As a matter of fact, I, I've been doing research in XDI, and it should take around seven seconds before this thing is minted. But once it's minted, um, I can send this to you uh, using your existing Ethereum wallet. And then you can connect your wallet to Nifty Inc. And you can see exactly this this uh, NFT. And so in seven seconds, I minted this thing. And now it's a real NFT on the XDAI sidechain, mm. which is fantastic. Because when creators submit stuff into MetaZone, they're going to decide, I want 10 or I want 20 or 100 of these mints. And then they're going to have to pay a gas fee to mint the whole thing. And those gas fees are not conducive to you know, having more people make more stuff. So the cheaper Correct. that you make it, the more long-term or more sustainable your project is. And that's why we're looking at side chains. Yeah. So, um, so then from here, I can, I can send this to you, uh, just by typing in your ETH address and, mm -hmm. and then you would, you would have it. So we don't need to go through all that cause you know how that works. But ultimately if you, if you connect your wallet to Nifty Inc., you'll, you'll be able to see what I, what I sent you, what, what we created. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's no different than any other NFT. And the most important thing is you can decide to upgrade to mainnet and spend mm. the gas to make it a full NFT that you can see on OpenSea. Yeah, that's interesting. A couple of days ago when we were dabbling, I think it was 12 bucks to do that, yeah. execute that function. Now it's doubled in price. Yep. I guess that's a reflection of gas. That's right. So a couple of days ago, gas was a lot cheaper than it is right now. So yeah, yeah, man, $24 is a lot for a project to just mint tokens, you know? Yeah. And if you can use a side chain and the fees are negligible, as a matter of fact, Nifty Inc is paying for all the gas fees to mint these, these stupid drawings. And if you can look at, you can look at all the drawings that are being minted right now, they're paying all the gas fees. So if they were paying $20 a pop to mint these on the mainnet, it would completely be unsustainable. But they're minting minting all of them at will. And it's all, you know, seemingly trash. So it's extremely inexpensive to use sidechains. And that's why we're looking into doing it. Yeah. Otherwise, like, what, what's the... So the problem with this is what? it There has to be a catch, right? It um, can't be like... It's, it's too good to be true if we just do this and it doesn't have some kind of negative ramification <laughs> to the to the user experience right yeah so i guess that the the catch is if everyone has these sidechain meta nfts in their wallet right it's it's theirs forever right um the catch is if they wanted to sell it on OpenSea, which people generally tend to do for their nfts they would have to mint each single one on the Ethereum blockchain, which is right now around twenty dollars. So that's the catch: is that at some point you're going to have to pay the gas, right? Yeah, at some point you have to pay point. the gas. Not until uh, maybe Ethereum, you know, figures this out with the Ethereum 2.0, which Vitalik has says that that's not going to do a whole lot in terms of scaling and gas fees. So, I mean, we got to take his word for it. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're building a project, you have to operate on the assumption that scaling is not going to be fixed anytime soon. Like just sitting around waiting and doing nothing, you're, you're either you're just going to have to suffer, the con you know, the consequences of that, like everybody is currently. Mm -hmm. And most likely, yeah, it's an unsustainable, you know, business practice, you know, in our case where we're, uh, not constantly, but if you can imagine where MetaZone has a lot more activity, you know, we're constantly paying out creators and whatnot. That's that's a huge cost burden, right? Mm -hmm. For for MetaZone in particular. So 
Yeah, so ultimately we would be creating an ecosystem on the sidechain. And at any time you can move your assets from the sidechain to the mainnet. And it's the same ETH address, for example. It's the same everything. It's just now when you connect your, your MetaMask wallet to OpenSea, all the stuff that, that you've transferred from the sidechain to the mainnet will now appear on OpenSea, which is, mm -hmm. uh, from a collector's point of view, probably the most important thing about any NFTs to be able to see it on these marketplaces and put them up for sale. So that's that's a good point. Like, uh, <clears throat> Well, from a business and operations standpoint, everything would happen on the sidechain. So do you expect to see like a uh, new marketplaces emerging on the sidechain? I would think so. Uh, I would think you would see a competitor to OpenSea on the sidechain. And I think you would probably see a lot more volume just because things are cheaper. Um, I think you can you can create a Uniswap protocol on the sidechain as well. As a matter of fact, XDAI uses Uniswap protocol, but for the sidechain. So they've they've already built something like that. I think you have to build the pairs yourself. If if I'm correct, I think that's the only that's the catch from a developer standpoint that if you mint your own token, you have to create the pair between the mainnet token and the sidechain token, which I mean, it's your token. So you, you have the incentive to do that. So do you think there's potential there for like whenever these marketplaces emerge and there's like active trading going on, there's there's obviously different value to these NFTs, these sidechain NFTs, right? Because it's not it's not mainnet. Um, it's not mainnet. Like the, the value of Ethereum is mainnet, I guess, is its network effect. It's been around for five, six years now. It's secure uh, blockchain network, I guess, for the most part. Right. So that's where a lot of the value comes from. So if you're trading sidechain assets, like what happens to, in that scenario, like in that marketplace? Maybe it starts off small, but because of such such a big advantage of this uh, scalability and like the fee list transactions, like eventually the value of all these NFTs are this, exactly the same as the Ethereum ecosystem. I don't know. Right. Well, like, what do you think happens? Well, I, I think ultimately, I, 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 I think the value is kept just because you can transfer it to mainnet. Yeah. It's just in. I almost think there's no there's no problem, dude. You want to know why? Because because wax exists and like people are spending ridiculous amounts of money on those NFTs on wax. You know, yeah, these tops cards or whatever blockchain heroes shit like that. I mean, that's not Ethereum main chain assets. These are true. These are a whole different blockchain, right? So, yeah, it's a whole different <clears throat> wallet too. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. So I don't think the value really lies in like what database it rests in. Yeah. You know, at least not from a consumer perspective. It's more just the actual product itself. Like yeah. How much are you willing to pay for this thing? That's right. You know? So it's almost a no-brainer, man. Like these, these things have to get adopted and built into our platforms. Yeah, you know? and, and in many cases, you know, XDAI has an incentive to improve the user interface, right? The user experience uh, specifically to, to make sure that it's almost invisible to the user that you're actually using a sidechain. Exactly. And I think it's really up to us to make that easy to understand as well. So... Like, for example, when the developers and the creators are, are minting stuff on MetaZone, that they know they're minting sidechain assets, which of at any time can be main main chain, mainnet. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, then, like whenever you hit upgrade to mainnet, it gives you a message, doesn't it? Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much the only time that nifty.inc kind of like lets you know that, uh, yeah, what does it say? Upgrade. Uh, and if you hit that button, random. yeah, this right here. It, this is the only time where it actually tells you like this is an X die you know thing. <laughs> yeah, 
That's right. It says uh, MetaMask Network Mismatch. Nifty Inc. is built on XDAI. Please change your MetaMask Network to point to the XDAI chain. You will need to create a custom RPC. So this is, yeah, this is the only time where you have to go into your MetaMask. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go into um, custom RPC and type in this URL in there. Yeah. And then once you type that in... Then you'll be able to switch to to that, and then it's going to reload. But it's going to reload knowing that you're on the 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 XDAI sidechain network. Yeah. And then I can go back to my holdings. And so from from like a user experience uh, perspective, this is no more complex than it, interacting with Uniswap and like uh, inputting you know custom contract addresses into their protocol. Right. Basically. So, I mean, from a, from a crypto community perspective, this is not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. But luckily that's, that's the majority of uh, the people in this space is like the, you know, the crypto heads, they, they're okay with this kind of uh, experience. But I think like you, you even said like you, you've stumbled on like wallets that are much more seamless. Like you don't have to do any of that added work to purchase Uniswap tokens. Right. I remember you, you told me to download one on my phone. I forgot what it was called. Uh, uh, are you talking about Dharma? Yeah, I think so. Like, you don't have to do any of that stuff, do you? Like, input custom things? Oh, no, you don't have to. No. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. Like, we have to transition from, like, that's the base uh, experience. Like, it, it's all this, you know, inputting of things. But at some point, it, it progresses to where it's, it's, it's handled on the back end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a... Um, a change for the user, but ultimately it it creates a more frictionless experience. And and the most important thing is that anytime anybody can switch to mainnet and upgrade to mainnet if they if they ever want to. Um, and yeah. most importantly with meta NFTs is that as long as you have either the sidechain or the mainnet NFT, it it is considered the same thing from MetaZone's perspective and you can deploy the content at you know at any time. Right. That's right. That's right. So having said that that's only, you know, half the battle, right? The other half of the battle is introducing the ability for creators to mint 1155 assets and then eventually mint the ERC-20 token as well. Um, so one of the things that we've talked about in the past, and I can switch out of this second here. So one of the things that we always talk about is how do we get people in Decentraland to stay in Decentraland? And the common response is some sort of mining mechanic. And if you go back to to uh, Rarible, if you actually let me just share that. Well, mm -hmm. let's go to Rarible. Share my screen. Uh oh, I'm on the wrong network. So going from <laughs> so X, you're on XDI, right? I'm on XDI and now going to mainnet. There you go. Simple, easy. Just click on a button. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> yes, and then so let's take a look at this uh, governance token. Okay. So here it says Rari which is the, the name of their token, is not uh -huh. an investment and should be earned by active participation on the platform. It says 75,000 tokens are issued every single week with 50% reserved for buyers and 50% for sellers. Mm. So this is important to avoid the whole security aspect of a token. And, mm -hmm. and this is brilliant that they're using a mining mechanic to encourage the behavior that they want to, to, to continue. And yeah, so, and it's essentially like uh, as opposed to what, like minting all of them and and um and selling them on you know as a token sale and like you know. they all get in the hands of a few basically. Yeah, they get you know, like yeah. A, yeah. And so traditional shit. Traditional, yeah. So what I like about this is that 
this is sort of like a game, right? They've gamified their platform. They're encouraging mm-hmm. users to create content and they're encouraging buyers to buy content. And the more of that activity you do, the more tokens that get sent to you, you know, on yeah. a weekly basis. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that effect because like, like, like I said earlier, a lot of these NFT platforms are struggling right now because of the gas environment that we're in. Yeah. But Rarible seems to be immune to this problem because they've figured out a way how to incentivize, you know, buyers and sellers, like incentivize activity without them on their platform, right? They reward you for engaging with them. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah. So let's talk about the 75,000 tokens issued every week. <laughs> At some point that runs out, right? Yeah. If there's like an infinite inflation capability, then there should be like no no value to these tokens at all, right? Yeah. So I just clicked on another link that's going to take us to Medium, and they have a token. They have a a very basic tokenomics plan here. So mm-hmm. total supply is 25 million Rari tokens. So 10% is reserved for an airdrop. 2% of that, 10% is for rareable users, and 8% is for all NFT holders. Oh, so hold on a second. All so. If you just put any NFT like into their like platform, like uh, you get this airdrop, right? Well, I, I'm not so sure what all NFTs mean because I mean we're holding a bunch of NFTs for Decentraland, right? Yeah. So does that count, or is it just all NFTs in, in relation to Rarible? I'm not too sure because this yeah, says two percent for Rarible users. So I mean, a Rarible user is anyone holding a Rarible NFT, right? That's what I've thought too, but. Doesn't sound that way because we we know a few people who they like stumbled upon like uh, a small fortune, you know, like they just woke up one day like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, I heard Rarible had an airdrop and like they weren't even aware that they just, you know, they had thousands of dollars worth of Rarible tokens just chilling in their wallets, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's an interesting so, but that's uh, but that's because they've already had Rarible's uh, uh, Rarible NFTs. Okay, so that's why the airdrop happened happened with them. So if I think there's a there's a plan here. So it says on July 15th, existing Rarible users, active users will receive 2% of the total Rari supply, uh, according to liquidity mining principle, based on the previous volume on Rarible Marketplace. Both buyers and sellers will receive 50%. By Monday, July 20th, in this stage, 4% will be distributed among Ethereum addresses of all NFTs with documented sales on Dune Analytics. Interesting. So Dune Analytics does analytics on Ethereum addresses. So they're able to uh, parse NFT transactions versus like ERC-20 transactions. So they have a, a cool interface of showing, you know, what activity is happening where. Mm-hmm. Um, so they haven't announced. There's, there's still 4% left for the uh, airdrop. Yeah. So I think the remaining 4% is for like everything that's missing. Like if if you think you deserved a rareable token or rareable of ERC-20s, then you can go and contact them and say, hey, look at my wallet. I didn't get, you know, anything. Oh, interesting. So it's like a reserve just in case for any kind of like discrepancies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so continuing with the tokenomics is that they have 60% for marketplace mining. So 60% is rough. It's 15 million RARIs just reserved for the for mining for encouraging the the activity within the marketplace yeah think about it is like that's how many there's 60 percent bitcoins left to be mined that's right like in i don't know let's call it like the first happening uh, that's probably a long time ago right yeah because currently that that number is down to what like less than 10 percent or something yeah six and a quarter yeah exactly so 60 percent is a pretty big uh available pool <laughs> of yeah. tokens to be mined so 
essentially by acting as you know rareable participants in the marketplace you're 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 mining i mean literally that's what they call mining i guess yeah like that's that's the the work involvement i guess of minting these tokens is is your actual spending i guess spending and creating yes yeah and and then so the remaining the balance is 30 30 percent and that's um probably just for the rareable uh, company to decide Mm -hmm. what to do with like in terms of paying developers or whatever it is it's gonna be you know held up well this is the this is the fundraising i was talking about you know like this is this is this is what's so important like uh, what just because they minted these tokens didn't secure their their funding that they needed to you know build their protocol and finish the protocol it's the <clears throat> it's the fact that they introduced uh, a speculative vehicle of ERC20 tokens for people to participate in drive up the value of them and all of a sudden the 30% holdings that they have is now they have capital you yeah know? yeah so that that's that's this is what's going to drive this NFT ecosystem i feel like because i mean i haven't heard of any other projects yet that are minting tokens in the nft space so these guys are pretty much kickstarting that uh that whole movement i feel like oh yep yeah, let's check look at the price <laughs> yeah yeah so on uh sunday like september a week 6th, ago dude it was yeah four days ago dude it wow. was a dollar and 34 cents yep and then now it's it, it peaked at almost 11 dollars, and right now it's at nine dollars and change yeah so um so clearly, this is something that's working. Something people are interested in. Yeah. Um, for what reason do you think? So I, I think it's it's the same reason why we want to introduce ERC twenties to on our platform for creators. Not only our own p- token platform uh, or platform token, I should say, but also for our own creators to mint their own ERC twenties on our platform for their creations slash games or whatever. And yeah. It, it 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 answers the question of what can I do in Decentraland? Well, if you play these games, it doesn't cost you anything, and you get to mine tokens of that game. And, it, and it's the same mining mechanic as Rarible is using. And so, and we want to we we're planning on doing the same thing. So we're planning on doing a MetaZone token that rewards. All the creators, it rewards all the the collectors of these metas and and deployers of these metas, and uh, as an airdrop, right? That's that's what we want to encourage. And yeah, currently, yeah, like for like this ten percent initial distribution of these tokens definitely goes to the the basically the early supporters, right? Yes, the people who have been who have been uh, purchasing metas and Making deploying metas. them, like you said. Yeah, that's the initial 10%. So I guess the remaining 60% is going to be any future <coughs> participation, I guess. Uh, yeah, and, on, then, on the and, platform. Then, and then the rest of it is going to be more mined uh, based on the activity within MetaZone. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's cool, it, so there's a lot of applications that we could, I mean, we already have thought up as far as like uh, utility for these tokens. And they're not just, uh, they're not just like, uh, they're they're not just for mining, right? They have a utility uh, besides that. Like for example, this is a governance token, right? For variable. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a governance token. Okay. So with this token, you can decide like what the developers prioritize, you know, over you know one yeah. activity versus another. Yeah, we're kind of seeing that currently with Mana. Uh, Mana clearly is the governance token of uh, Decentraland. We literally we just used it on our first uh, proposal, wearables proposal. Yeah, you know the weight of the decision is 100% in how much Mana you have to stake into the vote. Yeah, so that's a clear use case for t- 
tokens. You know, if you have any kind of community decision making that needs to be done, which I mean is what most projects are probably aiming for, right? To decentralize your platform, you have to have some kind of decentralized governance. So tokens are probably like the the most obvious use case for a token or uh, governance, you know? Yeah. But in our case, <clears throat> man, how do we break down all the all the other <laughs> potential use cases for man there there's a lot um and for one for sure that we we could we should talk about is for the creator use case right uh since you're going to be minting and earning uh, a large percentage i guess of the mzt tokens if if you're contributing the most from a creator perspective we're gonna have some kind of like staking protocol where the more tokens you stake as a creator, it's going to reduce your fees that you have that you have to pay to the MetaZone platform. That's right. Essentially. That's right. So, so we start off at thirty percent for every creator. You know, let's let's imagine somebody like Ethermon who contributes great contributes greatly to the platform. They could easily reduce it down to something like ten percent mm-hmm. based on their their staking allocation. Yep. <clears throat> That's just one. Yeah, and so um, what, what's interesting is that. Because Ethermon is early, everybody listening to this conversation is early, um, and those who participate in MetaZone and make content and buy content, and all that, everyone's like extremely early, and so these tokens will serve for, uh, you know, reducing the the creator fee, the uh, the split, and you know, there's going to be other applications to this token as well. Um, it's just a matter of like making sure we do the most important aspects of this token first. Um, and you know, the first thing that we need to do is get those NFTs out. And yeah. after that, we, we're going to start working on figuring out what exactly the tokenomics is going to be for this. And we have an idea. It's just, we have to vet it, you know, with a couple of people who, who have done this before. So it's, it's more important that we do this right than doing it fast. And mm-hmm. no one has accused us of doing anything fast. So I think we're in, we're in good hands. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> but you mentioned um, us facilitating like projects in Decentraland, you know, to kind of like use MetaZone as a platform to launch. We already have goals of, you know, uh, we call them verses or game verses. I, I hesitate to call them game verses because it could be anything. It could be like a club verse, right? Like Sugar Club can 100% create his own ecosystem within Decentraland that has metas. I mean, he already has a few metas. Yeah, you know, his, his clubs can be metas. He could come up with any other meta. So for sure, once these are NFTs, that's an obvious uh, use case for MetaZone for somebody like him. But like the actual token minting to support his his community is a uh, is a new proposal. I think mm-hmm. that that I don't, I don't think we ever talked about. <laughs> yeah, and check in, this out. In, um, so going back to Rarible. So look at this. Um, so they're looking to do more types of content, including AR, VR, Metaverse, and 3D. So that's going to be interesting. So that's going to be a competitor, which is good. More competitors are better. Uh, DeFi NFTs and then fractional ownerships. Mm-hmm. So this is competing with Net uh, Niftex and then DeFi NFTs. That is probably going to be like, uh, remember, staking your NFT for like another token. Yeah. So this is like all this stuff we've talked about and there's somebody actually implementing them so we're on the right path dude yeah we're definitely on the right path but it seems like rarible wants to be like the yeah they want to take over the world <laughs> the which, well in the space to like cover all potential you know vectors and like uh, you know everything comes through us which hey i'm not hating on that you know no, that's good that's what you would expect 
Yeah. And that's what you want. The more competitors, the better. Because yeah. the more, so think about this. If you're the only one in the space, you're the only one doing the marketing, you're the only one talking about, you know, the thing that you're working on, you want others to be talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you want others to be experimenting with different stuff, like such as combining a token, an ERC-20 with their NFT platform. See mm -hmm. how that works. If it works, you implement it yourself and you do a better job than they did. This is this is 100% good comp competition. Yeah. I agree, man. So something definitely to keep following, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, on our podcast, we spent a little bit of time kind of like going through the DeFi ecosystem. Like, I, I mean, I'm calling it now. This is like, uh, I don't want to call Rarible like the compound of NFT, but as far as like first mover advantage, they pretty much are in that respect. Yep. Just like how compound finance. I mean, we we knew that was the killer application in the DeFi space from the get go. For sure. You know, immediately once we found out about it, like you started using it, right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, like you were turned on by like 10% yields and shit. Like yeah, annual dude. yields. You're like, dude, this is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> this 10% is great. Yeah. But little did you know, like down the road, there's going to be shit promising you like 10,000% yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> yields and stuff like that. But the point is, Compound was the first one to offer something. Something like, foundational, something yeah. important. Clearly, like in a, in a realm of its own, and it, it sparked the whole industry, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Rarible is not <laughs> that. Like, they didn't... It's not that foundational, what Rarible yeah. is doing. They didn't innovate, like, NFT minting. Yeah, right? correct. Not correct. even a little bit. <laughs> There's plenty of other competing platforms, including Mintable, which we just interviewed, like, a week ago or something. Yeah. They're pretty much doing the exact same thing. Yeah. What, what they're innovating is is introducing the the value generation potential of this stuff meaning like the speculation they're bringing they're bringing the moon boys to this space which yeah, is that exactly 80%. that 80 percent that's, that's what yeah. pays the bills dude that is what pays the bills dude <laughs> that's that's what the the all the DeFi developers that's that's the the train that they hyped they jumped on once they realized it like compound kind of like broke the mold yeah so i i foresee like in the next few months ourselves included pretty much almost i'm going to say 90 percent of any project that has to do with nfts is going to have its own token hell yeah, yeah. dude i i 100 agree and if you don't i you're just going to get left behind i i think i mean that's like uh yeah i think it's definitely a mistake definitely a mistake for sure <laughs> i mean it's just this is the game we're all playing together you know you can you can you can have your own like personal beliefs against it i guess like if you feel like somehow this is like a uh, money grabbing you know what i mean Somebody, uh, I think it's just playing the game. Um, that's what I'm saying. If, you, if you think it's money grabbing, then uh, you don't understand the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's literally that's the eighty percent. Like you can't have just the twenty percent. Like we've talked about this before. You got to have that eighty percent to get things moving. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of trash. There's going to be a lot of scams. Scam NFTs, you know. Yeah, there's going to be sushi-level NFT minting platforms. I think we're already seeing stuff like that, right? Yeah. Isn't there like a meme platform now or something? I'm yeah. not calling it a scam. I just It sounds like it's a yield farming platform, right? That you get a currency for it, maybe, and then you could exchange it for NFTs or something? I'm not really Yeah, sure. let me see if I can find it here. Okay. Yeah, let's let's break it down, dude, just like we did sushi. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, so yeah, not? let's let's vet this to see, you know, if this is like actually a good thing. And it it's is. called don'tbuymeme.com. Okay, already I'm fucking sketched. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sketched hard right now, yeah. but let's keep going. There's a there's a pineapple as the uh, logo, right? Okay. Just like the sushi, just like the pizzas and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yams. Off the food brand, right? The right. food brand. All right, okay. so uh, it says Farm Limited Edition NFTs, which this is sort of going back to our imbued concept. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's it's oh, kind of yeah, like you it. can go you can go way back and hear those discussions, dude. That was like when Decentraland was first launching, right? We were having those discussions, yeah. back in February, January. Yeah, that's right. <sighs> so and okay, this, yeah. So we have uh, meme is an experimental protocol mashing up some of the most exciting innovations in DeFi and crypto collect collectibles. So this is the same thing that Rarible is even talking about. So of course, there's the sushi way, and then there is the compound way, right? Mm -hmm. So put your meme to work by farming exclusive NFT memes, stake liquidity pool tokens for access to our batch of legendary cards. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is the exact same thing as sushi, but instead of a sushi token, it's just an NFT that they created. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, so let's look at the farms. Unlock wallet. Uh, we're getting to MetaMask here. Connect. <laughs> Choose a farm. Genesis, where we deposit a meme, or liquidity pool Genesis. Deposit uh, liquidity pool tokens here. So let's... Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So wow. NFT collection, crypto influencers, <laughs> Genesis. Yo, who the fuck is their artist, dude? This shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. So uh -huh. uh, the meme grail, there's... 141 minted, so all it takes is one pineapple, right? That's, I guess, the meme token. Uh, it takes one pineapple. There's 9,859 left. Can I click on this? Wait, what? 9,859 left of what? Uh, of this this card, this uh, this card here, this NFT card. Oh, so 100, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So only 141 have been claimed of the 10,000. Gotcha. Yeah. And Vitalik is Sounds here. like that's not very good, right? 10,000 is a lot. In the NFT space, isn't it? It is a lot. Uh, but for yeah. example, Vitalik Buterin, he's here, 100 minted, they're sold out. Wow. So we can check OpenSea for this. And there's the NFT. It is going for one ETH and a quarter. And the artist is Wrecked Me. <laughs> oh, man. Max, I love this. Max shit. Supplies, 100. Rarities, one of five. Genesis, one of 11. These are just properties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Whoa, what is this? 20E. Top ownerships and listings. Oh, they're just listings. So somebody's asking 20E for one of these. Yeah. Hey, man, I won't be surprised if somehow they catapult to that value. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. So we got Vitalik, Sergey. We have CZ, uh, Satoshi? Satoshi Rare. Oh, Nick Zabo. Oh, Nick Zabo, yeah. Big Satoshi. Uh, okay, so these are pretty much like just crypto celebrities, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you need 10 pineapples for this one. And there's a thousand of them left? That's weird. Hmm. Okay. Well, so essentially stake your tokens, your meme, and then your pineapples earn. So you stake your state, your meme tokens, you earn pineapples, and then you can claim an NFT with that pineapple. Yeah. So it says deposit meme, earn pineapples, mint NFT. Staking meme tokens in this Genesis pool earns you roughly one pineapple per day. With enough pineapples, you can mint an exclusive limited edition NFT meme. Supply supply, and pineapple required differ across NFTs. Oh, okay, so the pineapples is, is their currency, kind of, or it's 
It's like a reward token. It's a reward reward token for staking your meme. But uh, then you use cryptocurrency. That reward token. That's that's the actual purchasing power you have for these NFTs. Yeah, because think about it. it. It's you. If you have a pineapple, they, then you know for sure that you staked memes or the the actual token meme for a day. Mm-hmm. So that's how okay. that's how you're they're able to determine like how long you've staked by earning these actual pineapples. Gotcha. Wow. So it's interesting. Like 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 I said, the reason why all this is happening is because Uniswap, you know, big fail and not having their own like you know token uh, to incentivize you know li- liquidity participation. Yeah, basically gamifying the the uh, the behavior you wanna you wanna reward. Yeah, you can imagine if Uniswap had its own token and like instead of giving out I guess LP tokens, which I guess I don't know, like how do you how do you what's the an initial value prop of an LP token, right? I think you, you earn do? you earn some of the fees that um, in Uniswap. So that's the incentive oh. to be a liquidity provider is to earn those those fees. So. The more LP you have, yeah, the more percentage um, the more you take. Fees you get. Okay. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Okay. But so that's not that's not open to <clears throat> like um, outside investors, right? You can't purchase LPs on the open market. That's the difference. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> All these uh, other outside yield farming platforms, these are open market assets. And that's where the speculation is coming from, right? And that's what's driving up these insane like returns for these early miners and stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, man. So what do you think? Is this like a... Is this the this, next big activity for NFTs? It could be. Well, not just that. Like, uh, we saw what happened to the meme, uh, like, you know, the sushis, the the yams. You know, if you're early on that wave, yeah, you did pretty well. I mean, so, yeah, I definitely don't want to advocate anything <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah. Do your own due diligence for sure. I mean, think about it. If uh, If you see... Let me go back into into this thing here. Start farming, and let's say let's take the rarest ones. Like you need ten pineapples, so somebody had to stake this for let's say ten days and X amount of memes, uh, the, yeah. the token. So you know if this if you see this on OpenSea, you know that somebody spent time waiting for this thing. So True. that by itself does have some value, right? It just depends on how much somebody's willing to pay for it. But nonetheless, there's this wasn't just minted out of thin air. Just because True. some artists like just put it on some minting website. Yeah, there is some. There's there's financial contribution involved and yeah. time investment. Yeah, like the time time asset is something that is underutilized in the NFT space. Meaning, like like you just said, pretty much everything is just minted out of thin air. There's no work involved in acquiring these NFTs. Yeah, and if you uh, attach that to you know our project with MetaZone. There might be a meta that you would have to stake MZT tokens for X amount of time to earn the chance to purchase it, mm. right? If you want to buy this high yield um, meta that earns you revenue, maybe you have to stake a token for you know ten days or so or fifteen days in order to have a chance to buy it. Interesting. Stake what exactly? The MZT token. So the then, would it have to be some kind of a? Another, like, kind of like a pineapple, like a reward token. Yeah. That represents your time stake. That's right. Like it's, <laughs> Good God, dude. You can go down That's, some rabbit holes. So, I mean, I think about it. If if we introduce yeah. that as like a game mechanic for creators that say they can do this now on our uh-huh. platform, like there might be some sort of game that makes sense to do this, like some farming game, right? 
Maybe yeah. there's like an actual farming game that makes sense to do this. Farming game. Like this is this farming this this type of farm is like completely arbitrary. It's like stake it just because that's the way I design my platform. But but if you if you make it make sense like in a game, then it, it's sort of like it just makes sense that you're staking a coin to make your your flower grow. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you can visualize visualize this in Decentraland. Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot of like DeFi incorporation into Decentraland in the future. I mean, we had plans of doing that a year ago, almost like yeah. Well, that was one of our initial thoughts of like, dude, what, you know, like ever since we started in Decentraland, our our number one focus and concern is like, how do we increase traffic DAU? Otherwise, what the fuck is the point? Like, if there's no e- e- economy dude. here, no ecosystem, like there's this, no. This would be the way, man. This is it. <laughs> Well, we, we, like I said, we, we thought about doing basically this, where like the time investment is what? Is the staking of, <clears throat> God damn, I already forgot Imbued, dude. Well, Imbued, <laughs> you, you had a different kind of view of it than I did. You wanted to stake the avatar to, to actually sit there and do nothing yeah. the whole time, where I was like, you know, that well, not, doesn't make yeah. sense. Instead, stake your dollars, and that's more than the avatar that's worth more than the avatar just sitting there at a plot yeah what i wanted to do is actually build like an actual oh yeah like a like a refinery meta yeah in, where inside you just, like, the metaverse click buttons and like switch like move switches yeah. and stuff yeah so if you could kind of like program this refinery meta to have basically a liquidity pool like depots within it like you can actually actively come here and interact with one and stake your cryptocurrency in them, I guess, and become a liquidity provider in the metaverse. It's kind of like you're becoming part of an engine that generates NFTs, you know? So like back then we called them, what, ores? Like we wanted to, uh, same thing as these pineapples, just replace pineapples with ores, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, we wanted to gamify it even further than what these guys are doing. <laughs> you know, build like the metaverse version of this, uh, which can still be done. And it's it's not a it's not like a silly thing to propose or anything. You know, if if Decentraland is looking for a, a way to generate you know high traffic, high user activity, I think that's definitely a potential there. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. And I think if somebody comes up with a way to kind of leverage this mechanic in a in a visual way, it'll be successful just because it's it's interesting, and then you can see like the progress of your staking. Right, that's different than that like. Too. Then like submitting tokens into a, a protocol where you just like there's a countdown clock, you know. Yeah, you can actually see these pineapples grow like on an actual farm within Decentraland. I mean, you could take care of your little yield farming, you know, veggies and shit. That's actually hilarious, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So I foresee at some point, you know, somebody will pick up on this, you know, and run with it because the opportunity is always there. It's not like Uniswap is going away, right? Oh, definitely not. Yeah, uh, I would be surprised if Uniswap doesn't it comes out with their own token. That that guy, the the founder of Uniswap, is complaining that everybody's like taking the uh, yeah, like taking and running away with this this whole concept of a of a token on their on their Uniswap platform because all of these DeFi sushis and all that they're just a fork version. It's the exact same copy of Uniswap, just with the additional token layer on top of it. But what are they actually doing to harm Uniswap? You know what I mean, like uh. Well, I think I think they're like leeching the the pool because think about it. If if you're a liquidity provider and you're getting fees on Uniswap, but then you're a liquidity provider on Sushi and you're getting the fees and like these tokens, yeah, 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 you like a thousand percent yield on these tokens. 
okay. makes more sense to stake it there. So they're leeching from. So so by by being liquidity providers on all these outside ecosystems and platforms, it, <clears throat> it's benefiting the, the, the decentralized token environment, right? Because it doesn't matter where the liquidity is coming from. Yeah. Correct. But, but the only thing it's really hurting is the uh, people wanting to stake on Uniswap itself, just because the reward is less, right? Yeah. The L or, oh man, that's so weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. If I were them, I'd be pretty pissed too. <laughs> yeah and all for for the sushi right so that's that's sort of like kind of cringy and annoying to just to think about that so that's why people are still speculating like it's gonna stay around that's why even after uh, an obvious exit scam sushi's still hanging around yeah imagine if if uniswap comes out with their token there's there'd be no reason to go to uniswap unless you really wanted to gamble to get out of uniswap as a liquidity provider mm. yeah jesus man this space is Fucking wild, dude. It is wild. <laughs> this is the wildest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah, this this looks like the beginning of uh so Rarible first wants to bring like ERC twenty speculation into the mix. And I guess this meme protocol is the first one to introduce NFTs into yield farming, which is Yeah. So these these are step these are stepping stones, dude. These are milestone like Yeah, and, and the DeFi space is the one who uh the prototype for this, right? They the NFT space has seen like the success of DeFi and like all the sushi tokens, right? And so they're implementing the same tokenomics, the same same mechanics into the NFT space. And we're probably going to see the NFT space like wave pretty soon. Yeah, uh, I'll make predictions, I guess, if you want to do that. <laughs> We've done that in the past. Yeah, why not? Um, let's make some predictions, dude. Um. So I think every single NFT minting platform is going to come out with their token and they're going to gamify activity on their platform. Mm -hmm. So but I think I'm talking more like uh, put a date on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you man. like when we were talking about compound before the, the hysteria happened, I think it was like nine months later is whenever we randomly realized like compound would just hit a billion dollar market cap. We're like what? Well, when the fuck do they make a token, man? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did we miss that, dude? Like, we have money staked in Compound, and we, somehow we missed their token. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. So, I guess nine months is my nine months. So that, my well, target. That it? So that's uh, like summer twenty twenty one. Yeah. You think that's when the big craze will happen for NFTs? I guess. I mean. Yeah, man. I unless think... something happens, like that somehow accelerates it. But if, if I'm gonna go off of the Compound experience that I have. Like I nine feel like, months. I feel like it's going to be shorter than that. I think it probably will. It, it's not. It's not incredibly complicated to do a token, and I, I think the complicated part is figuring out the tokenomics and how you're going to be distributing it. And a lot of the tokens right now, they have to figure out how to airdrop, and usually they just airdrop it to all Ethereum addresses. Like everybody has that kick token that you can't mm. get rid of. <laughs> yeah. So you you don't want to be a spam token, but you also want people to have your token right that's why that's the whole point of the airdrop yeah 100 percent. so so i i feel like i think summer 2021 is probably the latest that we'll see some sort of craze so how do we know that you're right or you're wrong like what's the measuring stick uh as soon as we see like uh an influx of basically whenever maddie is like the new chico crypto you know what I mean? <laughs> because he's been the guy covering him and Anorak, people like that, you know, the current influencers become the next generation, like, you know, big time YouTubers. Cause I remember dude in 2017, yeah, 
there was a class of YouTube influencers. And those are the people who I got sourced a lot of my information from. Yeah. You know, Chico, I think he kind of existed back then, but he was like, he was a fucking mouse, dude. Nobody cared about him. Right. There are these juggernaut forces at the time. And even most of those guys totally missed out on the DeFi wave. You yeah. Know? yeah. They're also making videos about Bitcoin and Ethereum and like, cardano and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> they missed out dude yeah. so the guys who are paying attention to DeFi at the right time they blew up like chico uh but bitboy uh elliot's trades or something like that all these guys that didn't exist like in 2017 yeah gained a platform so now <laughs> these nft guys who've been covering nfts for a while now all of a sudden they'll get like a hundred thousand followers Exactly. Yeah. When Maddie has YouTube videos or clocking in like ten Gs of a video. Yeah, each. That's yeah, what well, that's what that's the that's the signal. Yeah. That's the that's the eject button. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Maddie's getting like five thousand dollars sponsors per video. Right. Like fuck, dude, we're we're, we're hitting peak euphoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these are my indicators I'm gonna be looking out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's smart, dude. Uh, you're not wrong because. As anything goes up, it also goes down. And we've seen that. Oh, yeah. Uh, at least a handful of times already. Definitely. So keep your eyes. And also, we're going to do our due diligence just because we're building, you know, an NFT platform to kind of like, we're kind of like uh, trying yeah. to position ourselves. To- you know what? And not only, dude, to piggyback on what you're saying, like right now, is we want our NFTs to be on the side chain. And that will yield a sustainable business. Mm-hmm. Being on chain is cool. But it's not necessary, especially if you have a, a side chain opportunity that doesn't really cost anything. And the overall experience is almost exactly the same. Why not? And Vitalik keeps saying, why hasn't anybody used you know, some of these side chain scalability solutions? So let's just start using them. Yeah. No, we're going to do that too, for sure. That's part of our, it's definitely on our priority list to figure that out. So we're going to keep an eye out on all these NFT projects and we're going to see whether or not they're moving on to the side chain. Because uh, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a solution to this gas problem anytime soon. East 2.0 yeah, has been delayed a couple yeah, of times, exactly. and you know I, it doesn't seem like the gas problem will go away even with 2.0 launched. Yeah, and considering if if this NFT ecosystem is popping off, DeFi will be popping off, like general crypto space, like in this next bull run, you can imagine what's going to happen to those gas prices. It's going to be dude, that's so absurd. true. There's no way E2.0 yeah. is ready for next year, and next year is going to be worse in terms of like craze. I would yeah. I would expect. I could be wrong, but I would. Ex- yeah, well, yeah. I'm I'm anticipating that at the very least. The only re- the only way that doesn't happen is if like uh, crypto space is a, is it's true. All the speculation and rumors are true that we are correlated to like uh, you know the, the macroeconomic situation yeah. in the world right and like yeah like right now stocks are selling off pretty hard so now this again speculation 2.0 like we've hit bubble peak once again yeah <laughs> if that's true and like you know we're on our way down that's the only thing that could fuck this up if that's not true and like you know money printer goes burr <laughs> we just go hand with the printing and we just yeah you know, keep this train running for another couple of years, which I think is the more likely outcome. Yeah. Considering I, the Fed is like the largest holder in equities. Dude, they're not going to let that shit tank. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. Uh, dude, that's such a good point, man. Because we, yeah. we were bearish on the whole macroeconomic situation of the of the world, right? And yeah. now that the, the, the Fed is the biggest holder in equities, why would they let it crash? They're not. Because they know they have the, the unlimited 
capacity to just keep printing U.S. dollars. Yeah, they, they literally like they just said it. We have unlimited uh, liquidity or, or, or uh, yeah, whatever. Like we could just print as much as we want. I forget. Like, I mean, I, I think I forget this term where the only thing the government needs to do is pay back the interest and not the not the actual uh, debt. Not the principal. Yeah. And so as long yeah. as it can continue paying the interest, it doesn't matter that we're $22, 23000000000000 trillion in debt. It won't matter if we're $43 trillion in debt. The only question is, can you still pay the interest of the debt? That's actually really fascinating. We need to find out how much that interest payment is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That way we can get like an actual true gauge of how close we are to like, you know, shit hits the fan. Yeah. Economic I mean, scale. 20, $23 you know, in a reasonable interest rate. Uh so you you would be paying what maybe a hundred billion to two hundred billion a month? Oh yeah, see, the U.S. could easily squeeze that. Yeah, exactly. That's easy. That, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So bull run confirmed, dude. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Fed's got this, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Trust in the Fed, dude. They're gonna figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, yeah, man, just. I don't know. Yeah, get your get your boots strapped, dude. It's just time. To, it's yeah. time to go to work. It's next, time to next fucking, rocket. Yeah, strap in, right? Strap in, dude. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's go time almost. So yeah. especially for <laughs> us, dude. That's why we're actively having like hardcore meetings. Yeah, man. Because our situation is how do we accelerate our own progress, not just for the sake of like delivering what we've been working on for the last six to seven months. Yeah, for, for all, sure. all you you know meta holders. Of course, we want you guys to be like officially holding like these NFTs. <laughs> like that's yeah. gonna be badass. I can't wait to see everyone's reaction yeah. to that. And know? not only that, the the and then also give tokens too. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see how you guys react to that too because uh, a lot of people are happy that they got these rareable tokens. All you fucking MetaZone supporters deserve yes whatever whatever's coming to you. You know, yeah. hopefully it's good stuff. I think it will be. Yeah, I think we're building a valuable. Um, platform here. I mean, we're we are the first um, like tertiary platform built in the metaverse in Decentraland. We're the first one. Yeah, or we're any, the first ones can, who are going to tokenize that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or any metaverse. I mean, other than yeah. I mean, who has a third party marketplace for any metaverse? Well, it's, Sandbox has a marketplace, but it's it's it's, it's, it's first party. party. Yeah, they built it. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, Decentraland is this 150 million dollar entity. According to CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap, you know, and we believe it could be a billion-dollar entity. Oh yeah, it will be. So speculate as much as you want, like what what that means for MetaZone. If if we're gonna like solidify ourselves as like an in, integral part of this economy, of this uh, the creation economy within Decentraland, the deployment infrastructure, you know, yeah, that's where the speculation comes from, and we're we're working our ass off to figure that out, dude. Because ultimately, the goal is to like populate this world you know what i mean yeah for sure and we think we we think we found one part of the solution i think we've solved like 50 percent of that problem like with the general landowner so now we're kind of like dabbling into the whole district dilemma yeah which we can't really talk about yet but <laughs> <laughs> we're we're thinking about the districts you know because that's the other 50 percent of the problem yeah yeah but, if we could figure out the district problem i think I think that solves like the the big questions left in Decentraland. Yeah, ultimately, it all comes. To, I keep. I mean, I, I keep saying this. Some people don't like it. It just comes down to money, man. Money talks. Money gets things built. I wonder I, why. I wonder why people don't like that. Why? Why? How? I don't understand. Like the people the, just don't want to be honest, dude. Like they don't want to be real. Like they 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 want to think. 
the world is built by sunshines and how, rainbows. But how is that how productive? Like, how is that a productive a conversation when you can't you can't be like, hey, money is what moves everything. You can't really create anything in Decentraland without paying money. Yeah. So again, so us recognizing that, just like when we first came into this space, we recognized like, yo, why is nobody building? <laughs> <laughs> it's because all of the developer bandwidth was controlled by like you know land investors people so we built the platform to solve that problem is what i'm saying so now we're, we're trying to recognize what's what's halting the actual hardcore development that should be happening in essentially right yeah and our platform <laughs> is going to be the platform to use to create that speculative concept within within your builds yeah I just realized how much of a mess my background is dude i got like pillows all over the place <laughs> and shit god damn it yeah. i apologize but yeah, I guess on a future video, we'll break down how we plan to... Uh, yeah, airdrop you know, these things. Well, that and how we plan to, I don't know, like like inject more value into Decentraland because I think that's what's missing. Totally personally. agree. Totally agree. Uh, yeah, so. I, I think we're on our way too. I mean, it's it's taken a little longer than we anticipated, but that's for a million different reasons. Yeah. Ultimately, like, yeah, just to like wrap it up in like a, a quick statement, it's like, like we can't rely a hundred percent on the DAO to fund like every, cause it's not a sustainable model. At some point the DAO runs out of funds. Yeah. Right. So like in an ideal and ecosystem, it's like self-sustaining. It's not reliance on like a capped liquidity. I don't know. So we got to bring in, we got to bring in the value that exists in like the general crypto space into our space. So, yeah. And uh, so, so before we go, last thing um, is, Let's give some updates on we're in the the fashion show, right? The next uh, the 2.0 fashion show. <laughs> well, that's the wearables. True. Let's 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 talk about that for a little. How, how long have we been talking? Uh, an hour and fifteen minutes. All right, we got like fifteen minutes to talk about that. <clears throat> so so yeah, we we got voted in. Yeah, we got yeah. Yeah, dude. Congrats, dude. <laughs> you did, we did a, it. a fantastic job. On, we fucking uh, did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After all that talk about like. The funny, yeah, we all talk about how we're, we're busting our ass to do things, you yeah, know, yeah, try and change things. The funny thing is, yeah, we got zero votes, zero, zro <laughs> No, none of y'all motherfuckers like us, dude. That hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's it's all right. I forgive all of you, dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, no worries. Yeah, we're we're good. We just uh, but yeah, just, we had basically pulled a lever. Of like, all right, we're just gonna. We're gonna use the the weight of our own contribution to get ourselves in there, That's which exemplifies did. exactly what's wrong with the voting system. And we've yeah. come up with a couple of ways that we can solve it, but it, it takes you have to measure it, right? And what I mean by measuring is, let's say if if we agree that the contributors within Decentraland are people who attend events, are people who deploy content, are people who create content, are people who uh, you know, just interact within the world. If Maybe, you agree, yeah. if you agree that those people should be making decisions for in Decentraland, then we'll first, the first thing we got to do is measure it. Once we can measure yeah. it, then we can make it into a smart contract that for the DAO. And yeah. and then instead of having you know some whale dictate who goes in in any vote, you have the actual contributors within Decentraland make that vote. Yeah. And have all the weight because that's those are the only people who matter. What 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 difference does it make uh, a whale with ten million mana 
if he doesn't participate in Decentraland? Like, how much does that actually weigh into what should happen in Decentraland? Mm -hmm. So, so that's so uh, it's it's not an easy problem to fix. And not at all. And like quantifying that, what you just said is is very difficult. But like like you, NFTs might be the thing that can assist in that. Uh, oh, for sure. That's pursuit. another measuring stick. If you hold a yeah. bunch of uh, Decentraland NFTs, then, you know, well, that's I guess like, like a direct like representation of a, uh, well, yeah, see, that's like holding a bunch you, of mana. Yeah. If, if you really wanted to influence a vote, you could just spend your mana on these NFTs. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's not exactly helpful, but the mana has <laughs> some weight, right? If you, if you're a whale and you bought 10 million mana, you should have some say. Maybe should, like a should, social reputation feature is, oh yeah. is the key. Now we're going like straight China mode. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. I think there should be a governance token for Decentraland, but which comes from the Decentraland team where you earn these tokens. These are airdropped to you. They're worth nothing. Of course, they're, you can put them on Uniswap and they're going to be worth something, but technically <laughs> they're worth nothing, right? And, I Dude, yeah, they're definitely going to be like under the table deals going on for these things. Oh, for sure. But black market. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that's the problem, dude, the, the fucking whales will always get their way. People but here's the money. thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. In okay. order to vote for something, you're spending those governance tokens. You're spending them. You're not. Oof. So whatever you're spending it on, you clearly believe in it that much to either hoard it, like buy it from the uh, from the black market, if you will, and put it all into you know a, a basket of of a vote. Mm -hmm. Then, but you're spending it. Once once you vote on that thing, you don't have any more of those tokens left. Wow. So, so either you genuinely earned them for free, you didn't spend a dollar, you just participated yeah. in the ecosystem you deploy through whatever content. means necessary. Yeah, you deploy content, and yeah. hopefully Decentraland gives us an API so those people who are, are selling that content within MetaZone get that governance token airdrop to them as well. Hmm. And, I mean, this is like, you know, a token that has like $100 billion in existence, in, in not necessarily in supply, but max supply is $100 billion. And then they're just freely airdropped via activity, interaction, interactivities. So, Hell yeah, dude. I like that. I like, I like to deep, dive deeper <laughs> into that in the future for sure. You yeah. definitely need to talk more about governance because... But yeah, man. like it's it's gonna be a massive problem, which is what I'm saying. Like we can't rely on the DAO. One of the things that attracted us to this platform is like there's a 22 million annual funding pool for development in Decentraland. It's supposed to be all governed by the DAO. What we just saw the DAO like is there's flaws within it, so it's not like we should all rely on this system, you know? Yeah. To generate value to, to sustain development activity. There's gotta be other ways. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like what we're trying to solve. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, so the only hesitation, like even talking about this is that it's very likely not going to get implemented uh, because it's just easier to say how much mana do you have? That's how much weight you have. And it's just, and also that's, that's one of the big utilities for mana, right? Uh, supposedly. Well, I, I don't understand to, how can you have a currency like mana, which is like supposed to be used within the world, but also it, it is also the governance token. Like yeah. it, it just, it's not conducive to actual governance. It's true, man. Fuck. So yeah, and there was others that, that got into, right? Sandwich, uh, Dabcraft. Um, yeah, congrats to everyone who's waking wearables. Yeah. You know, there's um, some good stuff that got in. Ethermon's in. Ethermon, yeah, for sure. Ethermon. Uh, Dude, Ethermon, the most potent, probably monetizable game so far in Decentraland by miles. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're in. They're going to be creating wearables. Uh, everybody's probably using KJ Walker to make them. So <laughs> congratulations, KJ, for having yeah, a ton K- of work to do. <laughs> KJ, if you still watch this, let us know in the comments. I don't even know if you're still lingering around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you've been you've been an OG. Yeah, for sure. For the longest, you know. Yeah, I miss it, your I miss your positive comments. Yeah, <laughs> you used to give us nice little nuggets of encouragement. Yeah. I don't blame you. I know how busy you are. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Literally everyone needs your talent. It's yeah. <laughs> it's uh, crazy, man. But we have big um, ambitions, I guess, even for these wearables, man. Oh, for sure. We're, we're trying to stretch even the design to like the limits. Like, only, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I you're going to have an exposed brain. Yeah. Then, uh, then you're going to have like these like f- blades on your forearm for like you know and like uh, what are we calling the legs again bipeds yeah bipeds which are basically like com- total robo legs dude. yeah <laughs> like have you ever seen those videos of those um what are they called boston dynamic robots oh for sure yeah it's exactly oh, yeah, yeah that's the yeah. lower half exactly so yeah. kj's got her uh <clears throat> a lot of work to do yeah <laughs> we, we gave her the uh inspiration but we'll see uh yeah how it turned out yeah, we got to set up a meeting with her, which we got to figure out when we're going to do that. It has to be tomorrow. So, yeah, and like at the end of the day, this is all for CZ implementation, Corona Zombies. Yeah. So one of the things <laughs> that uh, that we want to do is we want to have each each wearable be part of like part of the game in terms of the more kills that you get while you have the wearables on, the more experience that wearable has, and so you'll be able to prestige the crap out of these things. You'll be, mm. be able to prestige them 10 times, and each prestige takes 100 levels. Um, so unfortunately, since they're not our smart contracts, they're not our NFTs, you won't be able to see them on OpenSea. But if you connect your wallet to MetaZone, you'll be able to see, hey, the wearables that you have in your wallet, they're already at a level 30 because you purchased them from OpenSea, right? Somebody put in that effort to kill a bunch of zombies using that yeah. wearable <clears throat> that's correct so so, so the, the, these will have inherent value inside the game in terms of like uh interactivity within the game but also inherent value that you're putting into you're putting time into this game while wearing this wearable you should be rewarded with gameplay mechanics right and potential flipping of the pumpamentals of these wearables have been pumped yeah because the whole idea is to really um <clears throat> really bring like a the play to earn yeah uh mechanics into decentraland yeah. so if the earning potential for participating in these games that are going to be launched in decentraland is is sustainable and from what we've heard like uh axis pretty much like the innovator in that space i mean there's other projects out there but I, I hear frequent stories of like you know people in the philippines or stuff like that like this is their full day acti- activity is just playing that game because they're sustaining yeah. a living by doing that yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's that's I think that is the use case for Decentraland. I feel like ultimately, yeah, um, I mean, I'm not the only one, but it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. funny, you know, even Axies are thinking about coming out with their own governance token. Oh yeah, see more indicators. Like this is the start, dude. Oh yeah. All it takes is that first. The that first, first domino. Uh, yeah, it's just a. All, dude, it's, it's gonna be everyone's a huge watching wave. Rarible right now. You know, yeah, everyone. Yeah, literally everyone we've been talking to. That's all we've been t- talking about. It's yeah, like, the development teams on all these other platforms. I mean, uh, we're one of them. We're talking about it. They have to be talking about it. And yeah. I'm telling you, they're implementing it. Mm-hmm. They're implementing it now. If not, have they're already been working on it? Yeah, totally. 
So prepare for it. Yeah. You heard it here first. Get your bags ready. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner and at Metazone.io. And uh, follow our kind of progress in making the CZ game. And we're going to be coming out with a versus page for it, uh, an initial meta offering, if you will. And hopefully we get this, this game out there and get it playing so that people can start acquiring these NFT weapons and upgrading them. Hell yeah. All right, that's it for today, guys. I appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Peace out. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter, at TheBlockRunner. Blockrunner.